All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast. So I'm super excited for this guest today for so many different reasons. Like originally, I just wanted to get that good VA knowledge. She's a CEO of Virtually Racks. But today, she paid off all of her debt. And I could not be more excited. Like if you have been following this podcast or me in any capacity, you know how hyped I am when people pay off their debt, when they're getting their money right. And I like, we're getting to record this today and I'm so freaking excited. Like we're going to talk about it and it's just, we're just the dance party. I, I saw it on her story earlier and I did a straight up dance party in my kitchen. So proud. Like I love it. And I love that she's going to be able to share some of that. So my dear, if you just want to introduce yourself, tell us your story, how we got here, tell me some good stuff. Yay. Thank you so much for having me. First off, I am so excited about this and the timing in the universe could not be more perfect. Like how did that just magically happen at all at that time? Right. It's crazy. It's so crazy. I love how the world works and connects people. So yes, my name is Rax and I am a business coach specifically for virtual assistants. So I help new and aspiring as well as established virtual assistants build and scale their business in four months authentically. Authentically being the key word. I'm all about that. All about that authenticity. So yeah, I, you know, all along the line, I basically, I started off as a VA and then I quickly discovered, like, I'm so much more of that coach mentality. I have that coach drive. I have always been that kind of role in my life for other people. So it just felt natural to me. And here we are today. Like, I just started, I started my business last year and it's taken off. It's scaled and yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts looking back. That's fabulous. I definitely didn't know what a VA was probably until literally six months ago when I had a different person on to talk about being a VA. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. So can you just give us like a rundown of like what it is you do, why we need VAs, because we all do pretty much and just what you do and then like how you help other people to scale that like that. Yeah. And I mean, you're not the first person, right? Some people, they hear the term VA and they're like, sorry, what? What does a VA do? So it's not uncommon. Um, It is very common in the online space now for entrepreneurs who are building their business, scaling their business to want to hire on a VA. And the beauty of a VA is it's somebody who can kind of do all of those things in the back end of your business that either A, you don't have time for, B, it's not your wheelhouse. It's not something you even enjoy doing. And C, it allows you to free up your time for growth, right? As entrepreneurs in the online space, we really want to be focusing on high ROI activities, like those activities that are actually front-facing, they're going to make us money that are, you know, in direct relation, front-facing with our clients. So how, you know, being stuck in the back end, it doesn't, it doesn't work very well if you're trying to scale your business. So why not find somebody who specializes in one area that maybe isn't your forte and um, that time saved is actually far more valuable than, you know, just that short little amount of costs that you're putting into that VA. Plus it allows you to build a team. The network grows, you know, you're becoming more of an established entrepreneur as you go along and hire on team members. So it's really just about getting to the next level. I think a lot of people have this misconception that you can't hire a VA until you get to a certain level, this level, that level, when really it's like, there's not really a prime time. It's different for each entrepreneur. 
right? And I just think it comes with you recognizing like I'm either depleted, energy depleted. I don't have enough time. I'm, you know, I'm like short on my time. I need to get that time back. So that's what, that's where a VA comes in. And I love being able to teach people how to be that secondhand for someone's business. So in your um, mastermind for VAs and whatnot, do you do like a teaching of a whole range of subjects or do you encourage like the VAs to like pick somebody who's going to be really good at like email marketing, website building, things like that, or should they be well-rounded in all of it? Like, what do you think is better for like a starting VA to like know a little bit of everything to offer or to be like, I'm so good at this? Yeah, that's an amazing question. So I talk about this all the time and people have differing opinions on it, whether it's better to be a generalist when you first start versus someone who's more of a specialist. And I think it really depends on each person, right? Because a generalist, somebody who knows a lot of different things might be able to help you with a bunch of different tasks, but it doesn't mean that they're necessarily experts in that one, in one area of all those tasks they do, right? So when it comes to hiring on VAs, I, I always kind of preach that it's better to have specialists. So somebody who really knows one zone that maybe isn't your zone. So for example, maybe you have a VA who helps you with your podcasting. Maybe you have a VA who helps you with your Pinterest. Maybe you have a VA who helps you with your email marketing and like long form captions and stuff. So really having someone to like, you know, be, be the guru, the expert in one area, I think is where the magic happens. Happens. But I started out as a general VA, like, you know, I, I did everything for everyone and I didn't know which direction to go. So I don't want people to put pressure on it and to think that they have to have it figured out right away because you'll figure out real quick what you don't like and what you do like as you go along. Very important. When <laughs> I started, I tried to do everything. And after spending days and days and days trying to figure out email marketing, I'm just like, nope, hands off. <laughs> just please, like, I'll write everything, but I'm like, please just figure out how to send it and please just make the email look nice. I have no, I still don't know how she gets the bottom little fancy bar. I'm like, I feel like I'm good at email. And then I'm just like, nope, I give up. Can't do it. Yeah. So it, that's the one thing that I'm like, I'm not doing it. It was a nightmare. Like I like to do everything else in my business. So if you like to do a lot of the stuff and it's not, like you said, draining, it's not a soul suck. Email campaigns are a soul sucking thing, but you need them. You need them. Like when you think about whether or not you need a VA, like you might not be ready to invest, but think of all of that time. Like if I'm not trying to fight with the header, I can be actually creating content. So I think that's so, so important in just any entrepreneur listening because you're going to pay for what you're going to get. Like you can, I feel like with VAs, like you can specify what it is that they need and you guys are going to tell them whether or not they can do that. So how does somebody go about finding a VA? How do you connect with people who like might not even realize they need that yet? Yeah, well, I mean, there's multiple ways, right? Like you can get into Facebook groups. You can, there's tons of Facebook groups where VAs are hanging out. They're also hanging out in business business groups as well. So depending on what your niche is, you know, get into those groups, but also like people like me have an extremely wide network of VAs and not just people that I have directly worked with, but other VAs that I've been in communication with that I kind of know like what they're capable of or what they've done in the past for clients. So 
having those network connections, like I, I do offer that to a ton of entrepreneurs. Like every single day I'd say I have a new entrepreneur in my DMs being like, Rafs, I need a VA. Can you help me? And I'm like, okay, what are we looking for? How can I help you? And yeah. So I think it's just, you know, asking around, of course, VA coaches are great places to go to because that's that's what we do we see VAs all the time so I know that you've got your VA masterminds coming up by the time this goes live it may or may not be closed but I imagine you do it a couple times who is that for if someone is even thinking about being a VA or they are already a VA and they just want to get more established know more things who is that for how do you even decide to become a VA I feel like that's another thing how did you even decide to do this yeah you're like that's a whole nother question I'm like I'm um, overthinking yeah so I mean the thing is you kind of asked me at a good time because my VCM is an ongoing program at virtual CEO mastermind. And that is actually, I have new VAs in there and I actually have established VAs as well. Um, but everyone's at different points in periods in their business. So I get to actually help them one-to-one and support them wherever they're at in VCM. But the beautiful thing that I just figured out is I am actually going to be running an eight-week program, which is for like an introductory to the foundation of becoming a VA. And this is more for new VA. So this is something that's coming out now and I'm offering it. I will be offering it soon. So definitely keep your eye out for that. And what was what was our last question? The last question was, how did you even... How do you even get into this? How did you know that this was going to be for you? So like if someone's maybe thinking about it and maybe they just want to be in the online space, maybe they want to do it like part-time because I know some people who are just doing being a VA part-time just a supplement. How did you even end up? Like, I am so intrigued at how this whole being a virtual assistant even came about. I'm like, this is brilliant. How did you even decide to do that? I know it's such a perplexing thing, right? You're like, how do you even stumble into that career? Like, it's just such a strange thing. And the thing is, stumble is the perfect word to outline that. Like, I stumbled into it. I saw I saw some people online and I was like, what do you even do? And I started asking them some questions. And then the funny thing about this, and this is why I'm such a firm believer on like just taking action in one direction, just go in one direction, because I didn't know. I had no idea. I was like, this could be absolute garbage for me. I might hate being in the client's back ends of their business, but I'm going to try it. And I know that, you know, I, at this point, I didn't realize that you could go so many directions with it. I didn't realize that a VA could become a social media manager. I didn't realize a VA could change and pivot to be a copywriter, a podcast manager, a Pinterest manager, an admin VA, a tech VA. Like I don't help VAs. I help service providers, right? So I I didn't even know the possibilities at this time. It was crazy. I was like, I'm just going to try it, throw some spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. And then I realized how the possibilities and I'm like, thank God I actually just chose to go in one direction. I feel like I just... I feel like I just highlighted, I don't know why the band came up in my mind, like One Direction band. (laughs) Thank God I decided to go that direction. But yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah, throwing spaghetti at the wall never used to be my preferred method of trying things. I like to have all of all of the facts, all the plans, all the ideas. And then 2020 happened and I was like, we're just going to try some stuff. And some of it went great. And then some of it, I'm like, yep, nope, we don't ever need to talk about that again. And then we just keep going. And I think that's so important to know that you can try new things and they might suck, 
they might be awesome but the whole point is that you learn how you started as like actually just being a VA and you were like actually I can help more people do that which opens the door for so many more people to step into that because maybe somebody listening is like well I don't know if this is right for me and they can hop in a mastermind with you they can hop in a coaching course with you so that'll be really excited um i will yeah. definitely keep up with you and that will be in the show notes as soon as it's like a live available feature i will go back and update that depending on when you're listening and then you'll be able to follow her on instagram get all that good details another big thing so what really really made me reach out like i've been following you for a little bit and i saw you post about your investment into your business and i was like yes big ticket investing. We are going there because it is, I basically had a panic attack the first time I clicked submit when I paid for somebody's coaching services. I was like, this isn't happening. What did I just do? And I was like crying. I was like, this is going to be so good, but I'm so scared. It's so scary. Oh my gosh. It was, it's terrifying, right? At first you're like, are, are we sure that we're supposed to be paying this amount of money? And it's like, yep, these are, this is what you, what you pay for what you get. Right. And it's so worth it, but it's terrifying. It's so scary. What was it like the first, so what was it like when you made that first purchase versus now that you're able to invest like every month and you're investing heavily, like it's always scary, but mm-hmm. what is that change now? Oh man. I mean, at the time it just seemed like so much money and don't get me wrong. It was so much money. Like I was, I was more than 25 K in debt when I first invested that 5 K and I had been carrying that around for so long. And no matter what I did, I couldn't get rid of it. That's a whole nother story we'll talk about, but like investing that first amount, it was scary, but I knew in my gut that it was something that I had to do. And the comparison between investing now and investing back then it's a no brainer now. Like I've already committed to 18,000, more than $18,000 in January for my investing and not just January, but like, that's the commitments I have so far for 2021. And that feels less challenging than, than 5k did at the beginning. Like, and it's only January. Like we, we don't know what kind of investments are coming later on in the year. I have some idea, but yeah, like it just gets easier. You realize as you up level, you know, those people that, pay focus seriously you know you're you're gonna pay ten dollars for a course maybe ten percent of people actually open the course or maybe thirty percent of people actually open the course ten percent of people actually finish it if you're paying a substantial amount of money there's nothing that's keeping you from from going all in you chose to go all in in that moment that you press submit and the people that pay pay attention it's just the fact and you put your money where your mouth is there is there is nothing there are very few things that will motivate you quite as much as hitting submit and then being like okay well we're gonna do this and you're gonna go all in because you're either at that point you're either gonna go all in and it's not gonna work and you're gonna find out what doesn't work or you're just gonna piece out from all of it and it's uh still not gonna work Exactly. I think it's so important just to like leverage our investments as well, because I was making investments in coaching and like high ticket courses with like high contact mentors before we went debt free, which isn't always what I try to train on. But if you are smart about that investment, if you can reasonably do it and still pay all your freaking bills, please do not invest in a course and then don't pay your rent please pay your rent. 
if you don't have anywhere to live, it's not going to help you that you've just invested in that course. So I try to train on leverage your debt effectively, but your basic needs should be met at a bare minimum, unless you like sell a bunch of things in your house to do it. I've had people do that, but when you're going debt-free, please take care of your life expenses first and then do those high ticket investments responsibly, responsibly. Don't take out a second mortgage. No. Oh my God. Please don't take out a second mortgage. I can understand leveraging credit card debt. I can, I've definitely had people do that. I've definitely done that. Please don't take out a second mortgage. I totally agree with you on all of that, which is crazy because people will come to me like Rax, like I can't even pay rent. I'm like, say, say nothing else. Like I take care of your basic needs because there's nothing that I can do. And if you're in this high stress place, you're not going to be able to focus because you're so focused on just getting by. Right. So yeah, like a hundred percent for me in my situation, it just made, it made sense because I could manage. I had like, I was a financial advisor as well prior. So I knew I wanted to be ahead in my business when I had my debt paid off. So I was already leaps and bounds beyond where I know that I could be. Right. And I had it all my debt on a low, lower interest rate because I had a credit line that was a low interest rate. So I'm very financially aware. So I suggest like, don't just go in like, yeah, throw spaghetti at at the wall when it's actually going to um, like stick properly for you. Not just. Yes. Do all of your research, I suggest in, if you're going to invest more than $10 in someone, be on a sales call with them, be in the DMs, have some kind of communication because you want to make sure that this is the right person for you. Because again, you're either going to spend that money and that person is going to be so out of alignment with you that you're not going to get anything out of it. So when we say just do the high ticket investment, we mean with research and love and alignment and not just like willy nilly, like that person is making like a million and $7 a week. I definitely want to work with them. Like, see if you do. I'm definitely really focusing in on that for this year. Last year I did some investing. I liked it. I didn't like the coach. Like we didn't vibe, but I liked what their messaging was. So now I'm like, I will have multiple points of contact with anyone that I work with going forward. And as much as I say, we need those hard lessons. If you can avoid them, it will be better overall. Oh my God. I've gone through those lessons too. And the thing is, I'm so doing that this year. Same with you, right? I went so off of what other people said, what other people liked, what other people wanted. And this year I've only gone off of my gut feeling and my heart around it because the coaches that I haven't connected with on a deeper level, um, I, yes, I got results with them, but I felt such a disconnect that I couldn't share those parts of me that I needed to share to get to that next stage in my business, in my mindset, in my spiritual well-being, and everything, right? So I think for me, it was so important, exactly what you're saying. Like this 2021 is we're not just doing what you know people say is a good thing to do with coaches. No, we're going off of that feeling, we're going off of the research, we're going off of the good vibes, the energy, the connection. And yeah, I totally feel that. Same, same wavelength as you. I think we can all admit that money management is not a lot of fun, 
but having a lot of money is pretty freaking awesome. And whether we like it or not, effective money management is going to be the best way for you to keep more of your money. By knowing where your money's going, what it's doing, who it's going to, you can better learn how to keep it all to yourself and spend it on the things that actually matter to you. If you're somebody struggling with a ton of debt, I get it. I paid off 48,000 freaking dollars in 19 months and it was a journey of understanding how to manage the money that I did have, leverage the money that I had coming in, and making a plan to get out of debt, still buy things that I liked, and enjoy life. It was a trial and error period and because of this, I now live a pretty comfortable debt-free life and I want that for everyone. I want every single person to wake up debt-free and to know that they don't owe anybody any other money. And the way that I do this is through my signature budget blueprint. This is 19 months, if not two years of trial and error, trial and error, falling on my face, struggling so hard and not knowing that there would actually be a light at the end of the tunnel. I pride myself on this blueprint because it can apply and work for anyone. You can mold this into your life no matter where you're at financially and it can change the financial future you have coming. I am hosting a masterclass on my signature budget blueprint. Make sure that you get on the waitlist where I can share all of my secrets with you because this is the life that I want you to have and I cannot wait to see y'all there. Link is going to be in the description. You don't have to fall into every sponsored ad on Instagram. Oh, God. That, that is like trying to sell you something. Like, I have found coaches from going to those pages and then like finding them like in the comments being like that resonates. So, yeah. I like, there's definitely a time and place for strategy only coaches who are going to teach you how to make billion and six dollars but I'm definitely this year is a lot of heart-centered focus into that because I'm just not a I'm trying to help people find like get out of debt and I can't just approach that with this one-size-fits-all attitude which is what part of the coaches I invested in last year they were like you just do this this and this and this and then you'll sign all the people and I was like that's not how that actually works in practice, but they helped me structure the back end of my business. So, you know, you take what you have now. Totally. We're talking about all of our investments and you were in debt before, but now you are debt free. Woo! <laughs> Sorry to scream in everyone's ears. <laughs> um, no, scream. I, when we did, like, we got debt free over the summer, and my husband and I did an episode, and I was just, like, shouting, like, the whole time. Like, I'm still shouting about it, and I will probably continue to shout about it excessively for forever. What was kind of, like, your turning point when you decided that you weren't, like, going to get into debt anymore? Like, I know you were a financial before, so you, like, had this debt, and you were, like, working on paying it off. Was there, like, a deciding moment when you were, like, I'm doing this and it's going to happen in X amount of time? Or like, how did you approach it? Were you just making your payments? And then, you know, your business was just like slaying. You were like, I'm just going to do this investment. And I'm going to pay off this other thing. Like, how was that thought process for you? Oh, no, it was slow. It was not a, it was not like lump sums because, you know, I was still investing while I was paying off. So there would be times when my line of credit would actually go back up because I would have invested in something and only paid part of my cash. 
So I don't want anyone to think that this was just like, oh, I slayed in my business and, you know, paid off all my debt. Like that could not be farther from the truth. It was a slow and steady race, but a hundred percent, it was the mindset, like the mindset shift that I needed to have. I couldn't even pay this off in my corporate job, in my corporate job that felt felt quote in quotations stable was not, you know, like it wasn't, it didn't feel stable. I was not, I was in the mindset of like, okay, I can spend this money or I have to hold on to it so tight. I have to hold on to my money so tight or else it's going to, it's going to, you know, get away from me. You'll never have anymore. Like that feeling of like, if I spend it, it's never going to come back. Exactly. And so you, it's a push and pull. You're like, I'm spending, but then I'm holding on so tight to my money. And it just felt like a stranglehold on my financial situation. And it wasn't until I kind of worked through that money stuff that I had and realized like, okay, it's just a matter of time. Slow and steady wins the race. Having that end goal and having the certain amount that I want to pay off each month is going to be good enough for me. Right. So yeah, it was just slow and steady. It really was. And, um, oh my God though, did it have a hold on me? It had such a hold on me. Yeah, I love to hear the slow and steady because in a way, so when my husband and I got engaged in 2018, like a week after we got engaged, we were like, we have all this debt. We don't really want to be like just strapped down with it. And so we got, we did the Dave Ramsey total plan, snowballed it, and we paid off everything in 19 months. And it was the shittiest. I tried it like, I try to make it seem like, yeah, we did it. It was, it was hard. Like we didn't do jack shit for 19 months. We did nothing. All of our money went to paying off like his student loans in our car. And looking back, I wish we had had more fun with it. I'm like thankful that we buckled down on it, but I would never tell anyone to do it the way we did now. I'm like, there were so many things that we just like missed out on and I hate that. So now I'm, when you're getting out of debt, you have to allow yourself to have and to do things. So I structure that because we didn't, we skipped holidays and like birthdays that we didn't do Christmas for three years. And wow. as great as that is now to be able to do what we want, it was hard. Yeah. It was hard. I couldn't imagine. Like we fought a lot about money. So I encourage, like, if you're fighting about money, you got to like address why you're fighting about money. And that money mindset, I was so deep in, we cannot spend any money. We have to pay off the debt. I was just like hoarding it. Like I was like hoarding all of the money and then we would make the payments every month and I would freak out because oh my God, no, we don't have the money. Even though I was fully aware that we were going to make more money. We were doing, we weren't like excelling in life, but we were like budgeting really well. And I'm just, how do I, how do I pay the debt? How do I keep the money? How do I pay the debt? And it was, it was hard, but it let us work through a lot of things. And so now the money is going to come one way or another. And I think about it like that, like money just literally like shows up. We literally got a check in the mail for something about my husband's car that like we paid off and they were like, well, there's this potential money thing that he got and it just like shows up. Yeah. It will show up. And it was showing up even when we still had debt money here, money there, people being like, well, I want to book you for this or this or like how you can do this. And I was like, so once you shift that the money is going mm. to be there, yeah. it's a lot less scary. So I try to teach people that now. 
Like, yeah, I love that. I love that. And when the pressure is gone, it's just like, yeah, the pressure is gone. Everything feels a little bit more flowy and it seems to happen more naturally when you're not putting that pressure on it and you know, you're not holding on so tight. So I love that you've had that experience though, where it's the opposite, where you were like grinding hard because now you can kind of find, okay, where's the middle ground? Like, how can I help people? to find the middle ground and what works specifically for each person. So I think that's awesome. Because there's so many people who can't just like go balls to the wall, grind it in, knock it out in like a short period of time. And I know that like a lot of people are like, you have to do that. And I'm like, just because we did does not mean that we have to. So I'm just so enjoyed it. (laughs) I'm just so excited for you to wake up tomorrow morning and for it to not even be a thing the morning after but you're gonna like wake up and you're just gonna and it's gonna like come into your mind you're gonna be in bed and you're like yes I have a weight off of my shoulders right now and like yeah I'm riding this wave dude I'm just gonna keep riding this wave because it feels great and I'm so happy it's like 10 years coming here we are oh my gosh so that's and that's like what I strive for. You're not one of my clients, but that's the feeling, the relief, the weight of it off because we don't have to live trapped in debt. We just don't. It's been sold to us as a normal thing. And it's just, we don't have to live like that. We don't, no matter what you're doing for a job, we can get you out of debt. And it's just like the best feeling. And then just, I want everyone in the world to have it all the like, time. <laughs> Blaine, like I've just spent all morning laughing, crying, laughing, crying on and off the relief that I have. And it's a, I, because I had this debt for so long, it was this subconscious feeling in the back of my being, like everywhere I went, it was just there and it haunted me, but I didn't even feel it. So like, I didn't feel it often because I, I'm so used to it. It's it was just so normal. It was just part of my existence, but it honestly feels like boulders have been taken off of my shoulders. I can't even explain that feeling. And the tears of joy today were just the most natural rough is the best day. Honestly, probably one of the best days of my life. Like I'm not even joking. Yeah. Y'all I like watched it on her Instagram story. And then I was like at my desk, like cry. I was just like, I'm so happy. I'm so excited. I was like, I get to talk to her today too. Um, you sent me was so lovely. You were like, I'm so freaking proud of you. You're not even my client, but like so proud. And you just went off. And I was like, wow, that's the best ever. <laughs> so now that we are, you are debt for free. You're launching this mastermind. What else are you looking forward to 2021? What are you like so hyped about? Oh my gosh. I can't even, I can't even begin to say like, okay, I'll leave the best for last, but first things first, like me and my other VA coach, we, she's like my biz bestie. We're starting our own podcast for VAs. So that's going to be great. Cause you know, there's so many topics we got writing and we didn't even realize we had like pages and pages of topics that we were going to talk about. So um, that's going to be coming up soon. And as I said, my eight week program is out now. So that's kind of the focus for new VAs or aspiring VAs, people who want to become VAs. And then I was actually supposed to be moving to Bali a week ago and then the borders closed. So now the borders might open on the 28th and I might be going, I have a flight. I might have to change it if the borders don't open, but basically the goal is to be in Bali. So just go, just like show up in the airport and be like, what do you guys want me to do? I got on the airplane. (laughs) 
Yeah. Where am I supposed to go? I would not be surprised if they told me to turn around though. So yeah, I'm, we're just hoping everything works out. It's not ideal timing, obviously, because of COVID and everything. So I mean, I don't think there's ever a non-ideal time to be in Bali. I mean, yes, COVID, but like also Bali. Have yes. you have you been a bunch before? I want to hear about that now. Yeah, I've never no. been. it's on my goals. I've never been to Bali, but last year um, I went to Southeast Asia. I lived in Southeast Asia for about a month and that was right before COVID like started hitting really hard back home. So I actually had to have my trip cut short. So now like having this job that I have, obviously I can be anywhere in the world. And so I'm moving, I'm moving to Bali and I was supposed to be there now, but it will get there. And I am just grateful that I have this role that I'm not sitting in a nine to five desk, like slamming my head against the desk. Like what got me here into this corporate world anymore? You know, it's, I'm just grateful that I have the opportunity to go whenever it happens. So for freaking sure. Like I wasn't necessarily in like a corporate Ace job. I was in hospitality and I loved working in a hotel. I worked the front desk and I got to meet so many fun people. And that was what I loved about my job. So when that went away with COVID, I was like, well, how do I connect with other people? Well, off to the internet we go. And like wanting to talk to people and hear their stories was part of this founding podcast experience because we're coming up on, we're coming up on a year of doing this because I started, I think I had recorded two episodes before COVID shut my hotel down in March. So it has been a blossoming experience just to get to share with so many, so many people, have so many different people on and having the the ability to do that. And like my husband works from home as a coder. So we're going to get to move. COVID calms down in the state of Arizona because I'm not going to move to like a hot spot at this point. But just like creating that life that you can just enjoy or just an extra stream of income that's doing something that you're like good at. I'm really all about if you can start an extra stream of income, that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg to start. If you're really good at like copy or graphics or emails, things, if you think you're really good at something that's super tedious, there's a very good chance you could be a good VA. (laughs) That's so funny. That's, that's usually what I think about it. Anytime I'm like sending my emails over, I'm, this has got to be awful. Like it was awful to me. Like it's you're so good at this, but I just love to have my guests close out with, if you could go back to like 15, 16 year old you, what advice would you give her? Oh my gosh. I have the biggest, like even you just saying that filled my heart up and also made me a little bit emotional because I was just the most sad, directionless, like depressed kid. And, oh, it felt purposeless. So honestly, if I could go back, I would just say like, hold on, hold on because your time is coming. And every single thing that knocks at your door, see it as an opportunity and don't turn it away. hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Opportunity will never stop knocking. And I just love that so much. I will have in the show notes how people can find you on Instagram, coaching programs. Once you guys do have your podcast launched, I will definitely update, get that in here so people can check that out. And if you've loved this message, definitely just tag us on Instagram, share what you're thinking, thoughts. We love to hear from y'all. And I'm just so thankful that you took the time to hang out with me today. Thank you so much. That was so fun. It's been amazing talking to you in the DMs. It's been amazing being on here. 
you're a lovely human and I'm so happy that you're helping people get to this stage that we get to be at now and it's a blessing so oh, thank you